0: Surah Al-Ma'arij. Al-Ma'arij. The ways of ascent. The ways of going up. And Surah Al-Ma'arij is a Makki surah. And it mentions matters related to the hereafter. But it also mentions matters related to worship. To ibadah. As we have seen in the previous surahs, there is a lot of emphasis on belief in Allah belief in the messenger and then belief in the hereafter also here we see emphasis on worship on ibadah why because faith must lead to must lead to action the purpose of iman iman includes what iman includes amal it includes action So, it is necessary that as a person increases in their knowledge, in their awareness, they also increase in their worship, in their devotion. As a person increases in their ilm, they must also increase in their amal. Because the objective of knowledge is action. What is the purpose of seeking knowledge? Action. So, in Surah Al-Ma'arij we will see Emphasis on matters of ibadah, detail related to ibadah. Bismillahir Rahmanir rahim Sa'ala sa'ilun. Sa'ala, he asked. Who asked? Sa'ilun, the one who asks. Meaning, a supplicant asked for what? Bi'adabin, for a punishment. The person who came to ask asked for what? He asked for punishment. Which punishment is this? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala calls it bi-'adabin waqir It is a punishment that is waqir Meaning one that will definitely happen One that will definitely occur One that is bound to happen Waqir from the word waqa And waqa literally to fall down, to occur Waqir, one that occurs And waqir is also one of the names of The day of judgment Because it is bound to happen so a supplicant asked for a punishment that is impending, that is bound to happen. As Allah says that, in That definitely the punishment from your Lord is bound to happen. So here it is as if amazement is being expressed. That what has this person asked for? There are so many things you could ask about, you could ask for the last thing you should be asking for is what? Punishment. Especially a punishment that is bound to happen, that is on its way, that is going to occur, for which there is no repelling. It is as if what is being said is that this person should have asked for something better, for some khayr, for something good, but he has asked for Adab? Amazing. Who is this person who asked for Adab? It is said that this is Nadr bin Al-Harith. Nadr bin Harith. He was a mushrik in Makkah, and he was a great opponent to the Prophet And it is said that when he heard Suratul Haqqa, he said that if this is Haq, if this is a reality, then the punishment should come upon us. That in the Quran, over and over again, the Day of Judgment is mentioned. People are threatened. So when is it going to come? If it's supposed to come, it should come already. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed the surah. That look at this foolish man. He is asking for a punishment that is bound to happen. What is wrong with him? And we see that another bin al Harith was not the only person who asked for adab. We also learned that Abu Jahl did something similar. And not just Abu Jahl and another bin Harith, but many mushrikeen, this is what they would do. In Surah Al-Anfal, Ayah 32, it is mentioned that how the mushrikeen, they said, "Allahumma إن كان هذا هو الحق من عندك فأمطر علينا حجارة من السماء. That, "Oh Allah, if this is true, meaning the Prophet and this Qur'an is really from you, if this whole matter is true, then send down upon us a shower of stones from the sky. I mean, he could have asked that, "Oh Allah, if this is true, then guide us to the truth. Isn't it? Make the truth clear to us. Make the truth easy for us. But is it that he's asking for? A punishment. In surah al-shu'ara, ayah 187, we learned the mushrikeen said, min And this is not the only time that the deniers of a prophet demanded a punishment. They demanded from Muhammad sallallahu alayhi Wasallam and before him also. So many prophets. What is it that people said to them? That... Bring the punishment upon us If you are of the truthful ones In Suratul hajj Ayah 47 also They ask you impatiently for the punishment You know like if there is something good That is being withheld from people So they become impatient They keep asking for it When are we going to have it? When can I have it? You know for instance If children are told They can have a certain dessert Right? For dinner Or after dinner What do they do? They keep asking can I have it now? Can I have it now? So, وَيَسْتَعْجِلُونَكَ بِالْعَذَابِ They didn't ask the Prophet ﷺ once, but they asked him over and over again. In Surah Al-Shura, Ayah 18, Allah says, يَسْتَعْجِلُ بِهَا الَّذِينَ la يُؤْمِنُونَ biha." Who is it that hastens for the punishment, that asks for the punishment. Is it those who believe in it? No. It is those who la يؤمنون biha who do not believe in it. Because if they believed in it, they would never ask for it. So they demanded this punishment out of what? Out of denial. Out of mockery of the Prophet ﷺ. سَأَلَ سَائِلٌ بِعَذَابٍ وَاقِعٍ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala shows the ignorance of these people that look at them. They're asking for a punishment that is definite. Lil Kafirina for the deniers. Laysa, there is not Lahu for it, meaning for the punishment. Daafir, any preventer. There is no one who can prevent the punishment from those who deny. Meaning these are the deniers who are asking for punishment so impatiently. Well, they don't need to worry because no one is going to repel the punishment from them. They're definitely going to receive it. Dafir is one who دفع, one who removes far, one who repels, pushes away, drives away something. So no one is going to repel this punishment from them. Why? Because when the punishment will have come from Allah, then no one can repel Allah's punishment. Like we say that Allahumma la mani'a lima a'atayta. Wala mu'ti'a lima mana'ta. If Allah has given something, no one can remove it. If Allah has decreed something, no one can repel it. Lil Kafirina laysa dafir. So this adab is definite. Which adab is this? It could be the adab of the hereafter or the adab in this world for their denial. Regardless whatever it may be, in this world or in the hereafter, Allah says, لَيْسَ لَهُ dafir, And this punishment is definite for those who deny. But had these people known their Lord and recognized their Lord, had they recognized His greatness, had they recognized His names, His perfect names and His perfect attributes, they would never have hastened for punishment. And instead, they would have surrendered to Him. And they would have, like we say, behaved themselves. Because this kind of behavior, demanding punishment, this is so obstinate, this is so arrogant. But had they known their Lord, they would never have done that. This is why Allah says, Minallahi اللَّهِ The greatness of Allah is mentioned in the following verse. Because these people have not recognized the greatness of their Lord. Had they recognized His greatness... They would have surrendered to him. They would not have challenged his messenger. They would have shown humility, not arrogance. This punishment will come upon them from who? Mean Allah, from Allah. Who is Allah? Dil Ma'arij. The owner, possessor of what? Al ma'arij the ways of ascent. Al ma'arij is a plural of the word Mi'raj. And Mi'raj from the word Araj, عَيْن رَاجِيم عُرُوج What does that mean? To ascend, to go high. So Mi'raj, Mif'al This is the instrument or the means of Uruj. The instrument or the means through which you ascend. The means of ascent. The means of rising. The ways of going up. So Allah is... ذِي He is the owner of the ways of ascent. Meaning, the ways of ascension for who? For the angels. For who? For the souls of the righteous. For what? For the good deeds and the good words that are said by His righteous servants. As we learn in the Qur'an, there are many verses that tell us that good deeds... Good words, they ascend up to their Lord. Right? As we learn that, إِلَيْهِ يَصْعَدُ الْكَلِمُ الطَّيِّبُ Good words ascend to Him. Right? The angels also, they ascend, they go up to their Lord. The Prophet ﷺ was taken on the mi'raj, the night journey. Right? Which was where? Up to the heavens. Correct? So, Ma'arij, All of these ways that the angels take, the roads that they take in order to go high up to their Lord, these ways are owned and controlled by who? Who is the owner? Allah. Who is the one who has created these ways? It is Allah. So, they all ascend to Him for He is العلو والجلال والعظمة why do they go up to him because he is the one who is high he is the one who is mighty exalted he is himself exalted this is why dil has also been interpreted as the one who is exalted Ta'uru'l-malaikatu. Now the detail of the Ma'arij is given in the following verse. Allah says Ta'uru'l-malaikatu. The angels ascend. Wa ruhu and also the ruh. Who is the ruh? Either it can refer to the angel Jibreel or it can refer to all souls, meaning the souls of the righteous. Ilayhi to him. So the angels and the ruh ascend to him. They ascend to him to Allah through where? Through what? Through the ma'arij Through the ways of ascent Through the means of ascent You understand? So for example The angels They ascend to him night and day Why? In order to carry out his commands Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives them his commands And the angels They descend with those commands They carry them out And then they go back up In order to give the report Right? What else ascends to him? A ruh this can refer to the angel jibril it can also refer to the souls of the righteous we learned that when a person dies then his soul is taken right and the soul of the righteous is taken up into the heavens right so a they ascend to him they're taken up to him through where through the ways of ascent through the ma'arij so tarujul mala'ikatu war ruhu ilayhi so What is the meaning of this? What is the purpose of this? If the angels are going up and down through these ways of ascent, what are they doing? Why are they doing this? In order to carry out Allah's commands. If the souls of the righteous are taken up, why is that so? In order to greet their Lord. In order to receive His mercy and forgiveness. As we learned that when the soul of the righteous is taken, then it is given Allah's mercy and then returned to the grave and then questioned over there and rewarded over there. So the point over here is that He is the one who owns and controls and manages the affairs of the entire creation. And there are these ascension routes through the heavens leading up to Him. And these ascension routes, how long are they? Allah says, fi yaumin, in a day, kana miqdaruhu, kana it was miqdaruhu, its extent is khamsina al-fasana, fifty thousand years. Meaning, these paths that the angels take in order to go up to the heavens and give the report to their Lord, these paths, these roads, how long would it take? for a non-angel to cover that distance? A day whose length would be 50,000 years. In other words, 50,000 human years. This is the distance. This is how huge these ma'arij are. Now, what is this? This ayah has been interpreted in two ways. Firstly, it is said that this is the distance of the ascent. For anyone other than the angels, it would take this long to ascend. In Surah Sajda, something similar is mentioned. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, الْأَمْرَ مِنَ السَّمَاءِ إِلَى الْأَرْضِ ثُمَّ إليه. That Allah regulates the affairs of the entire creation, from where? Beginning from the sky all the way to the earth. So basically the entire creation, right? And then the angels, and then they ascend to him في يوم كان مقداره ألف سنة مما تعدون. It would take them a thousand years, meaning the distance is a thousand years. Here we see fifty thousand years. So why, why is it that in one place a thousand is mentioned, in another place fifty thousand is mentioned? Well, in Surah al Sajda, the distance between the sky and the earth is mentioned. إلى الأرض. That is a thousand years. Here, the ma'arij are mentioned. And we know that there isn't just one earth, and there isn't just one sky. Correct? So all of these ways of ascent, what is their distance? It would take 50,000 human years to go from one point, one edge to the other. So you understand why there is a difference in one place in the Qur'an a thousand years, in another place, 50,000. Thousand, just the sky, just the earth and the sky. Here, from the lowest point to the highest point, point, fifty thousand years. Such a huge distance, covered by the angels, with ease and speed, so that they ascend and descend night and day. Isn't that what we learn from the hadith? That the angels, they take shifts. Right? They're the angels who come for the morning shift, and then they're the angels who come for the evening shift. So basically they go up and down within 24 hours. Now what's going on? How does that happen? This huge distance, how do they cover it so easily, so quickly, and so frequently? What does that show? The power of the angels how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has created them. And what does that prove? How great their creator is. So firstly, it shows to us how huge this creation is. That from one point to the other, it would take us 50,000 years to travel, to cover that distance. Secondly, it shows us the strength of the angels. And thirdly, of course, it shows us how perfect the Lord and the Creator is of this universe. The one who has created it, and the one who is managing it, the one who is aware of every single thing that happens in this universe. How massive and huge it is, yet not a leaf falls, except that He knows about it. Not a thought comes to our mind, Not a word we say to ourselves except that Allah knows about it. What does that show to us? The greatness of our Lord. And yet, how perfect and how al-halim He is, how tolerant He is, that there are these ignorant people saying, when is the punishment going to come? When is the day of judgment going to come? How foolish they are when they make these demands. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala continues to give them time they have not respected Him the way He deserves to be respected. Instead, they hasten for punishment. So how perfect is our Lord, how Al-Haleem He is, that He keeps giving them time. So one interpretation of fi khamsina al-fasana is that this is referring to the distance between, between where? From the lowest earth to the Arsh of Allah. Alright? Another interpretation of this is that this part of the ayah, فِي يَوْمٍ كَانَ مِقْدَارُهُ خَمْسِينَ ألف سنة, This is connected with لِلْكَافِرِينَ لَيْسَ لَهُ دافر. Meaning, here is a person who is asking for a punishment. A punishment that is bound to happen. And for those who deny, there is no one that can prevent the punishment. And this punishment is going to befall when? It is going to come, fi yawmin In a day whose length is 50,000 years. And what is that day? It is the day of judgment. It is the day of judgment. Now, this is something very common, even when people write, or when people speak. You know, you're talking about something, and in the middle, you insert something else. Parenthetical sentence. Right? So there is a continuation over here from what was mentioned previously. Previously, the punishment was mentioned. The Day of Judgment is mentioned. And now the detail of that Day of Judgment is given. That how long is it? It is 50,000 years. The Prophet ﷺ, he also told us about the length of the Day of Judgment. There is a hadith in Muslim, Sahih Muslim, in which we learn, حَتَّى يَحْكُمَ اللَّهُ بَيْنَ عِبَادِهِ فِي يَوْمٍ كَانَ مِقْدَارُهُ خَمْسِينَ That a day whose length is 50,000 years. This is how long that day is. But from hadith we also learn that this day will be very light for the believer. How light? How short? Just like a fault prayer. But even a fault prayer can be very heavy upon some people. But those who have the taqwa of Allah, for them, salah is not heavy. Those who have khushur of Allah, for them, salah is not heavy. So, They ask for punishment And this punishment is not far It will come And it is so severe That just the day of judgment itself Is 50,000 years Do these people realize What they are asking for? Do they even understand What they are being impatient for? Just imagine If a person is given a sentence Of 5 days Or 5 months Even that is heavy Right? So what do people do? If they have a chance to appeal, they will go ahead and do that. Why? Because even five months behind bars is too difficult. This is a punishment for how long? 50,000 years. And yet these people are impatient? Do they truly understand what they're asking for? So now, look at the verses from the beginning. Allah says, سَأَلَ waqīr." A supplicant asked for a punishment that is bound to happen. لِلْكَافِرِينَ For the disbelievers, there is no preventer of it. مِنَ اللَّهِ It is from Allah, owner of the ways of ascent. تَعُرُجُ الْمَلَائِكَةُ وَالْرُوحُ إِلَيْهِ The angels and the spirit ascend to him. And this punishment will be when? fi kana خَمْسِينَ الف سنة. A day the extent of which is 50,000 years. They haven't understood the enormity of this punishment. They haven't recognized... Their Lord. They haven't respected him the way he deserves to be respected. So these ignorant, foolish people, what should you do, O oh, Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam? Fasbir Sabran Jamila. When someone is behaving so foolishly, what do you do with them? Fasbir, so be patient. How sabran with a patience? That is jamila. That is beautiful. Not just patience, but beautiful patience. Because we think patience is that you know, you cry and you fuss and you scream and you have a fight and you show your anger and then you say, Fine, I'll just do sabr. That's not sabr. And even if you may call it sabr, it's not beautiful. It's very ugly. Allah says, Fasbir sabrun jameela. Sabr that is jameel. Jameel. Jamal is beauty, but what kind of beauty is this? It is beauty that is manifest, that is on the zahid, that is on the apparent. You could say superficial. Okay? You see, there is levels of beauty, right? We always talk about the importance of inner beauty, correct? But Jamal is used for outer beauty, meaning the beauty that you can see. You understand? The beauty that you can see, that is Jamal. So sabr on Jamila patience that is beautiful meaning patience that is visible you can't say that i am being very patient inside but on your face is disapproval that is not and jameela you can't say that you know i'm really controlling myself but on the outward you're huffing and puffing and you're banging doors right and you're biting your lip that is not and jameela Sabr and Jamila is that there is sabr inside and there's sabr outside. It's manifest. It's exhibited. It can be seen. Fasbir sabr and O Prophet sallallahu exhibit patience. Why? Over what? Over the annoyance of your people. Over their ignorance. Their impatience. You see, when people ask you for something, I gave you the example of children asking for dessert again and again. Right? So they ask you once, you ignore. They ask you again, you ignore. And when they keep asking, what do you think? Or what do you tell them? How many times I have told you? Don't you get it already? Isn't it? So why is a child behaving like that? Because he's a child. He doesn't understand. Right? So when people ask for punishment again and again, or they behave so foolishly, what does that show? They're not really using their mind. So when you're dealing with people who are not thinking logically, who are not using their rationale, they're not using their mind, then what are you gonna do? If you blow up, if you show anger, then what is the difference between you and them? You can't stoop to their level. You know, if a child is throwing a tantrum, and the parent also becomes angry and throws a tantrum, Then what's the difference between child and parent? What's the difference between child and adult? You understand my point? So when the other is behaving foolishly, what do you have to do? Fasbir sabran jamila. You have to exhibit patience, beautiful patience. What is beautiful patience? Patience in which there is no anguish, in which there is no jazar, meaning in which you don't show any impatience because the thing is we say i'm doing sabr but we still show impatience either through our words right or through our manner of speech or through our body language or through the words that we say or the things that we hint at that is not sabran jameela sabran jameela is in which there is no Anguish in which there is no impatience. So sabr and is that in which there is no impatience. That's basically what it is. Perfect sabr, complete sabr, graceful sabr. Now sabr for the Prophet in this situation was what? To firstly tolerate these irrelevant, useless questions. To tolerate them. Secondly, to continue to convey because when these people were asking for punishment, were they really asking for punishment? No, they were mocking at him. They were challenging him. So when you're doing something and people begin to mock at you, they begin to challenge you. You could slow down, or you could think of giving up, or you could think of just quitting. So fasbir sabran jamila meaning don't give up. Keep working. Remain steadfast. Fasbir sabran jamila. Now many times it happens that we get hurt by somebody. Hmm? We get hurt because of what people have said, by the way they have treated us. And what happens? We spread that hurt. We spread that hurt in the sense that we talk about it. We tell people about it. We tell not just one person, but different people about it. Somebody in the family said something hurtful. And immediately we pick up the phone and call the brother. Immediately we pick up the phone and call the mother. And because the mother was unavailable, we called the father. And then somebody else, and then somebody else. And then the mother's friend. And then the mother's relative. And then whoever is there. We spread the hurt. What does Allah say? Fasbir sabrun jamila. جَمِيلًا Don't go on spreading that hurt. Don't go on spreading that pain. Beautiful patience is that when you deal with what has hurt you in a beautiful manner. And what is that beautiful manner? That you don't spread that ugliness, rather you just cover it. So that the beauty can shine. Because you see, when there's filth and you spread it, then what are you doing? If somebody said something nasty to you, and you shared it with so many people, you told so many people about it, what are you doing? You are spreading filth. You are making ugliness spread everywhere. That is not sabran jamila. So, sabr and jamila. Now, many times what happens is, that because we are victims, right, of someone's abuse, we think we are justified to talk about or to spread, you know, evil about others, because they have abused us or they have said something hurtful to us so we make our victimhood a justification for our sins for our sins and I'm calling it a sin because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not like the open discussion of evil talk right, except for the one who has been oppressed so okay, somebody said something mean to you and you complained to someone who can help you out, that is okay. But if you're telling your friends, and if you're telling your you know, distant relatives, and you're telling people who have nothing to do with that problem, who can't even help you, then would this be justified or would this be a sin? It would be a sin. You know, recently I met a friend of mine for many years, and she was telling me about something terrible that had happened in her life. And I was amazed by how she spoke. She just told me about what was enough for me to know. That's it. No extra details. No extra details, nothing at all. No making fun of people. No mocking at them. And at the same time, admitting her own deficiencies, her own faults. Usually what do we do? We talk about matters one-sidedly. We portray the situation as the person who abuses they are so evil and we are perfect and we are completely innocent we did nothing wrong we're not fair and we say we're doing sabr but we're not doing sabr so allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says fasbir sabran jamila." don't make your victimhood a justification for committing sins don't do that earlier in suratul qalam we learned about how gossip Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not like it at all, He abhors it. Right? Masha'im binameem. That here's this person who's walking around with gossip, going to one person and then gossiping with him, and then another person gossiping with him. So if we think of ourselves as victims, and then here we are saying nasty things about our husband or about our in laws or about our boss or whoever to one person and then to another person and then to another person and then to another person, what are we spreading? The Prophet ﷺ, he asked, do you know what is And they said, Allah and His Messenger know best. He said, it is carrying the words of people from one to the other in order to create discord between them. In order to create problems between them. Because when we spread evil things about certain individuals, then you think people are gonna view them nicely? No. Isn't this going to create discord between people? It will. The Prophet ﷺ said, the best servants of Allah are those who remind of Allah. Those who remind of Allah. And you see when a person is exhibiting sabr, then what are they reminding others of? Allah, that my Lord is with me. So, the best servants of Allah are those who remind of Allah. And the worst servants are those who spread gossip, who cause division, who are rebellious, who are irresponsible, who are stubborn. So, Fasbir Sabran jameela O Prophet wasallam, be patient with gracious patience. This is something that we should ask Allah for. That, O oh Allah, make me Sabur. Make me someone who does a lot of sabr and give me beautiful patience. Fasbir sabr and jameela. Also, it means remain steadfast. Keep calling your people. Keep doing your da'wah. Don't give up your work just because there are some foolish, ignorant ones who continue to mock at you. Recitation Bismillahir Rahmanir rahim سَأَلَ سَائِلٌ بِعَذَابٍ وَاقِعٍ لِلْكَافِرِينَ لَيْسَ لَهُ دَافِعٌ مِنْ اللَّهِ ذِي الْمَعَارِجِ تَعْرُجُ الْمَلَائِكَةُ وَالرُّوحُ إِلَيْهِ فِي يَوْمٍ كَانَ مِقْدَارُهُ خَمْسِينَ أَلْفَ سَنَةٍ Faustr صبرا جميلا